Okay. So we on daf mim alif amud alif towards the bottom of the page. We were in a discussion regarding what um, what if you've got if you got two foods of the same uh, brocha or two different foods, one different brocha. So um, and we brought from a pasuk, uh, which is one of the sources for why um, for two things. One is that you see there's Eretz Israel is praised for certain of its fruit um, including wheat and barley and the five mm-hmm. special fruits um, and that we brought from a pasuk Eretz Chetel Sora um, and also that pasuk could be learned as that there's even within if you've got different if you've got those seven species in front of you you need to say uh, them you need to say a bracha on on Borei Pira in the order of those um, fruit so if it's early on in the Pasuk, you might say it uh, before, you might eat that fruit with a bracha before you'd go into the next fruit. So the, what we're going to go into here is that, so there's some that learn that that Pasuk is telling us about the order of brachot, and there are others that learn that this Pasuk is actually uh, not about the order of brachot, but it's rather teaching us uh, a, a, all different dinim. Uh, related to these fruit that the, the Pasuk is teaching us other halachot that actually aren't connected to eating these fruit okay so um, I've got uh, Upliga Upliga the Rebbe Hanan and uh, Rebbe Hanan argues um, uh, right this teaching of Yosef or Rebbe Yitzchak regarding saying the brochas on the special fruit of Israel is actually in a disagreement Upliga with Rebbe Hanan because Rabbi Hanan learns it differently. Um, he learns the Pasuk differently. How does he learn it? Listen to this. The Amar Hanan, That whole Pasuk is talking about Shi'urim, um, units of measurement for different halachot. For example, Chita, when it says the Pasuk, when this word Chita, which is wheat, it mentions that me, that word. It says the Tnan, uh, as the Mishnah teaches us, Hanichnas Labayit Hamanuga. If one enters into a tsaras-afflicted house, that means a house that has the tsarat, um, and therefore when you walk into that house, it exudes impurity, tumah. The kailav al ktaifav, the sandalav v'taboitav biyadav, and you've got your garments and your shoes, um, you're carrying them, so you've got your, your, um, your, sh- your uh, garments on your shoulder, and your shoes and rings in your hand. So you're not wearing them, you're carrying them. Okay? Even though they're things you normally wear. Hu They, him and them, are straight away become tame. Right? As soon as they walk in there, there's no time uh, passing that makes it uh, tame. That you tame straight away. Hayal But if you were wearing your garments, and your sandals or your were on your feet and your rings were on your on the fingers who tamemiad he becomes immediately tamay behind tohoyrin and these things that you are carrying that you're wearing in that as accessories they are tower ad sheyishe bechta pras they are tower until you've been inside that house for the amount of time to eat a chilat pras which is half a loaf um of 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 bread so basically you have to be 
lingering in that house for a certain amount of time in order for your accessories to become tame. Your body becomes tame immediately, but your accessories take time to become tame. Now, uh, is the you need to, it's the amount of time taken to eat a, a loaf. Now, is that barley a loaf of barley bread or a loaf of wheat bread? So it says patchitim velo patzorin. It's wheat bread rather than barley bread, and that's what the pasuk of chita is coming to tell you. That the amount of time that you need to get to for your clothes to be tame is enough time that uh, to eat a half a loaf of uh, wheat bread. Um, while you are leaning, while you are reclining and eating the bread together with the relish. So that's the that's the measurement of how long it takes for this uh, tumor to to take its effect. It's the amount of time of eating half a loaf of bread uh, with relish. Okay, and that's what Chita is coming to teach you. Soira, but uh, what is the past word saying? Soira Bali. Tznana is the mission teaches etzem kesoira, a human bone etzem fragment, the size of a barley kernel. Soira, metame b'magovamasa, that imparts tumor to a person through touching it or through carrying it, even if he doesn't touch it directly. So if you carry something without touching it, but you're still carrying it. It's metame. But how much do you need to carry or touch of something? It's a soira. It's a it's a barley kernels amount. Ve'eno metame oil, but such a uh, an, a small amount of bone does not impart tuma through oil through being under the same roof. Okay. So then again, there's lots to go into in each halacha, but it's just basically saying that. They learn out that uh, the measurement is based on a saora, a, bar- a barley kernel. Kefen, vines, which are referring in the puzzle to grapes. Kedai Ravit Yan Nazir teaches us that um, uh, you, the, a, a Nazir needs to consume a Ravit of wine, um, in order, uh, which would be prohibited, right? Less than that is also prohibited, but I think if he drinks that amount, he, uh, then, he, then it's punishable. Now that normally when it comes to food, it's normally a kazayit, right? Not a reviet. A kazayit is like, so just like about like a matchbox amount, yeah. whereas a reviet is about eighty-nine milliliters. So even with with a nazir, even though uh, you're consuming a solid, I think the limutia is normally it's a kazayit, but here it's actually a reviet because it's connected to wine. Remember, it's forbidden for a nazir to drink wine and it seems to be that the food that he consumes that is forbidden, or punishable rather, is the amount of a reviet. Okay, and that's from uh, Yayin. Ta'ina, fig, kugaret, lotzat, shabbos. The dried, this fig amount is, uh, is how much you're not allowed to carry or be punishable about um, for carrying on outside into public domain is a dried fig. Rimon. A pomegranate. What's a shiur related to a pomegranate? Because it's not. It says in the Mishnah, "Kol clay balabatim." All homeowners' utensils that are punctured, that have a hole in it, shiurim karimoinim. Their shiur, this hole, this puncture, is a rimon. Now, uh, the size that would hold a rimon. If it's bigger than, if it's bigger than a rimon, and you put a rimon inside, and it will fall through the hole, then it is considered. A, bro- a broken vessel 
and once a vessel is broken it doesn't receive tumor so basically how do you what's considered a broken vessel of a balabite of a, somebody that owns vessels in a home um, uh, that he would literally throw away if it had such a big hole in it would be this hole of the size of a pomegranate um, Eretz Zayt Shemen a land of olive oil referring to olives What's shiur? What halachic measurement is that teaching us? Eretz Shekor Shurea Kazaitim. It's talking about Eretz Yisrael, a land that all its measurements are kazaitim, are like olives. And that's the most common measurement. Like what we bench over is a zait, an olive's worth. Now we just said there's a whole bunch of other shiurim, not just zait. And what did it just say? A land where all the shiurim are measured in a kazite. That's not true. It's a Gemara says, Ko shiur uh, Do you really think that it's referring to all shiurim? I mean, we just listed uh, We just, what about these that we just mentioned? There's other measurements that aren't a, sh- a kazite. So it says, Eret shirov kazaitim. Rather, it's a land where most of the measurements are like zaitim, are olive, are olive. So it's not all. But it's rov, it's most, and that I guess we can say from that, like a ruber, rov is are considered like all, but whatever. It's just it's just a, a semantics. Okay, so that's the land of Israel. Devash, what is this? This honey, date honey. Did you know that this the pasuk of Eretz Sorav of it, it doesn't mention tamar, date, but devash is actually referring to date honey, not bee honey, and what does it mean to teach us devash? Uh, it's to teach us the size of a large date is the minimum amount of eating that one is punishable for Yom Kippur. Less than a date is is Asur, but you only get punished for uh, a date. Why? Why is a date different on your regarding a kazite? Normally it's a kazite, but yeah, it's actually a. Uh, um, uh, a date. Do you hear what I'm saying? Meaning, normally we say for Pesach, for Chomet, it's a kazait. Uh, so, why, what does it, it need to be a date for? Because Yom Kippur, the Pasuk says in Inoy, you must afflict yourself. So, it's only when you, e- even if you eat a kazait, it doesn't satisfy your hunger. Whereas a date amount is something that gives you a little bit of respite against hunger, like a bit of satisfaction. So, that will remove the affliction. The inoy, and then that's the amount that's uh, punishable. Okay, now there's seven different shurim in that pasuk that are being learned out. So what about Rav Yosef or Rav Yitzchak who learned out a different thing from that pasuk? Where they going to what they going to do with that pasuk? Or where they going to learn the shurim that uh, that were learned out of this pasuk? Ve'idach, the other one, Hani shurim behedya miktivi. So Rav Yosef would say. Are these shiurim written explicitly explicitly in the Pasuk? They're not. They're more written as fruit. They're not written as shiurim. It doesn't say an, a bone of barley or a, a, a date that's connected to Yom Kippur. It doesn't say that. It just lists them. So, so, so you can't learn directly from the Pasuk referring to all those shiurim. Elamid Rabbonin or Christ Machtabama. Rather, uh, the rabbis... Um, there was already an oral tradition from Halacha Lamoshim Sinai that these are the that these are the shiurim of those halachot and the rabbis found asmachtas in this pasuk an asmachta. and asmachta is a support like a, a support in a pasuk 
for a, 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 a halakha and you so you have sources that are clear from the pasuk and you have other sources that use the psukim as support not clear proofs okay so that's how he's going to get it out of it now um regarding the halakha of rav yosef this is a fascinating halakha which uh, is applicable in my experience on rosh hashanah where you have different fruits of the special fruits of various Israel. for example you've got dates pomegranates maybe you have olives at the table for Rosh Hashanah for the Simanim so the question is what brocha should you say first um, um, so or meaning what fruit do you eat on which to say Borapria ate on it so it says like this Rav Chista was sitting at a meal I to Lekamayu Tamre Verimoini dates and pomegranates were brought before them Shako Ravam Nuna Barich Atmarabaresha. So Ravam Nuna took uh, and he made a brocha on the date first. Okay, fine. Amale Ravchista, Losvir Leimar, Jizmar not hold, Lahad Amar of Yosef, Vitamarabisak. For this, the halacha that Rav Yosef said, and some said it was Rav Yitzchak who said it. Kol Amuktam Bapasuk Ze Kodim Lebracha, that whatever is earlier on in the Pasuk, is the first thing that you make the bracha on. And we said this in the previous daf, where it said that, uh, say you've got um, wheat, and wheat kernels, and uh, dates, for example, even though dates are borei pri ha'etz, and wheat kernels are borei pri adama, and you would normally say borei pri ha'etz, and not borei pri adama, you'd say borei pri ha'etz first, and then borei pri adama, because borei pri adama normally covers ha'etz. Right, if you say Barapri Adama, it covers eight, so you should rather say the brocha of Barapri eight and then say Barapri Adama. So it says, nevertheless, you say Barapri Adama. Why? Because chita, wheat, is the first thing in the Pasuk. So it takes precedence over dates, even though the brocha is Adama. Do you hear that? Yeah. So the so when when Rav, uh, when Rav Chista saw uh, Rav Hamnuna make a brocha on the on the pomeg- on the dates first. He was shocked because if you look at the pasuk, um, pomegranates come first. Eretz Chitausara Gefen Verimon. Where's the pasuk? Um, before I get it wrong, um, the pasuk is Eretz Chitausara, a land of wheat, barley, the Gefen grapes, the Utaina. And fig, verimon, and pomegranate. That's number five. And then it says, Eretz, Zait, Shemen, a land of olive oil, Udvash, and Daitani. So what's first? You should have said pomegranate and then dates. You see that? So that's what he said. So Rav Amnuna responded, Yeah, true. You, you don't work it out as beginning of the Pasuk. Remember, it's Eretz, a land of Eretz Chita. So we said whatever's closer to Eretz gets first. And we understood that that means Eretz at the beginning of the Pasuk. But there are two Eretz in the Pasuk. Okay. So there's... So, true, the pomegranate is fifth from the first Eretz and the Tamar is seventh from the first Eretz. But what about the second Eretz in the Pasuk? So the, tama- from the pomegranate is fifth from the first Eretz, but the date is second 
from the second Eretz. So which one's closer to Eretz? The date. And therefore that's what takes preference. Whatever's closer to Eretz, either one of them. Got it? You're right, yeah. Okay. Interesting. This one's second to the land, and this is seventh, fifth to the land, and that's why I say I say the bracha on dates before pomegranates. Because if you look at the pasuk, it says Eretz Chita Usara Vegeven Utena Vrimon, five things, and then it says again Eretz Zeit Shemen Udvash. Devash date honey is closer to an Eretz than pomegranates is. Pomegranate is fifth. Eretz uh, Daitani is second. Um, so, and and look what he says. Um, and look what he, he refers to. And look look at the response to this. Um, he says, Amalei, upon hearing this insight from Rav Hamnuna, Rav Chista said to him, Man yohiv lan nigre de parzala v'neshaminach. La, oh, that we have... Oh, I wish we had tireless feet of steel, and then we could con- we could follow and attend to you constantly. Meaning, you said such a beautiful idea, such a good idea, and halacha that I wish I could spend, you know, follow you all day and learn from you. So, but that's an amazing because it's interesting. Rav Chista didn't know that halacha. Rav Amnuna taught it to him, and that, to my knowledge, is how we paskin. Okay, itmar. So basically, on a fr- on a on Rosh Hashanah night. We should say dates before pomegranates. That's the bottom line. Okay. Um, uh, okay, so um, it was, now it says itma, it was stated. Let me just get the Gomorrah for hang on. Um, how's it, Anan? Okay, itma, you see where we are. Okay, how's it, Anan? Okay, so good on you, man. We've got Jacob with us in person. Um, uh, Hello, Jacob. Okay, so we're a bit, we bit into it, but um, so you'll join us from here. No problem. So, Itmar, um, it was stated, it's in front of you on the screen. Itmar, it was stated... This is also very interesting stuff. What if you're eating a meal and other food are brought to you in the middle of that meal? Do you say a, a separate brocha on that fruit, food or not? Or is it included in the bread? So we say like this. Um, it was stated, you, It's brought before you figs and grapes within the soda. Um, do you say a new bracha? Amar Ravuna, Ravuna says to unim bracha lifnayim. You need a, a bracha before the fruit. Ve'ain to unim bracha lachrem, but you don't need an after bracha because birkat amazon will cover everything. Okay. V'chein Amar Rav Nachman, and so Rav Nachman said to unim bracha lifnayim. Ve'ain to unim bracha lachrem. Um, you need um, a bracha before them. And you don't need a bracha after them. So you would say, Borei Priya 8 in the middle of the meal. And you would say, Birkan Amazon at the end of the meal. For Rav Sheshit, Amar Rav Sheshit says, Tu'unim bracha bein lifnayim, bein lachrayim. You need a bracha before you eat the food and after you eat the food. Why? Because Birkan Amazon only covers the food that was eaten to satiate you and like the bread. But fruits 
are not there to satiate you, they're there just to add to the, they're there for enjoyment. And Birkat Amazon, according to Rav Sheshet, doesn't cover it. So you hear that? That's a, so um, we, uh, we'll see how we hold in the end. Because there's a general rule that something that um, you don't have something that needs a bracha before it and not a bracha after it. Meaning, if you need it to have a separate bracha, then the rest of the meal, just as you need a separate bracha before, you need a separate bracha afterwards. So that's Rav Sheshet. Whereas Rav Nachman, um, where it was stated, Rav Huna, he holds no. Uh, you, you need a bracha before it, but Birkan Amazon covers afterwards. Ella, but the only thing where you uh, you don't need a bracha afterwards, even though you need a bracha before, Ella pata baba kisnin bilvad, except for bread that comes in kisnin um, alone, which bread that comes in kisnin is a type of pastry or food that resembles bread, but you don't eat it as bread, you eat it as a snack. So say you... So you brought somebody brought you padababa kisnin into the middle of the meal that you're having as like a, a, a biscuit or a cracker and there you need to say barayman amas or not according to this understanding to my understanding or um, um, and then as an afterbrocha you would say a barayman uh, okay because the padababa kisnin is there for satiation okay now we're going to see Machloketja. Upliga de Ravchia. And this following ruling of Ravchia disputes this ruling that uh, one must recite a brocha on fruits during the meal. Dama Ravchia, Ravchia said, Pat poteret komine machal. Bread exempts all types of, bre- of food, even fruits. What did we say? We said that if you bring fruits in the middle of the meal, you have to say a new brocha. Ravchia uh, over here says, You don't. You don't. The bread covers everything. But yayin and wan poite kominai mashkin. And wan um, um, uh, exempts all uh, types of uh, of beverages. So basically, the broch of yayin covers all drinks. Hamotzi covers all food, even things that aren't normally seemingly included in the meal for satiation, but even for taste. So, um, the, and that seems to be a machloket. Because we said that you do have to say a, a before brocha, whereas uh, Rabbi Chia here says you don't have to say one. Amar of Papa Hilchata, the halacha is, Things that come for the sake of the meal within the meal. So meaning they come, and Tosir I think explains that, what does this mean? It means that they part of this proper meal. They, 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 uh, the meat the chicken, the vegetables, the proper staple part of the meal. Um, if that comes in the middle of the meal, you would just say hamotzi, the hamotzi at the beginning of the meal covers everything. Ein to unim bracha. That doesn't need a separate bracha. Lolif neim veloa Not a bracha before the food and not the bracha after the food. Veshelomah chamata suda. But if something comes not for the sake of the suda, but more so for the enjoyment of the taste, not to satiate you, uh, but it comes not for the sake of the meal, but but and it comes during the meal to It needs a bracha before but doesn't need a bracha afterwards. Um, 
so, so that means that if it's part of the staple of the meal, then it then hamotzi covers it, even if it's not eaten with the bread, like say a steak. But if um, uh, and if it's something that doesn't come to satiate you, then you wouldn't say a separate brocha before it. Then you would say a separate brocha before it. But what about after the meal? La'achara su'uda. Foods that come after the meal, like dessert, to'unim bracha bain lifnaim bain la'acharayim. That it needs a bracha before and a bracha afterwards. Because since you've already finished your first meal, and this dessert is something disconnected from the meal, Possibly even if it's mizonot, it's cake or something like that, you still have to say a separate bracha on it because it's after the meal. That's how I understand it. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so it says here in the notes, even if one eats them during the meal but without the bread, they require a separate prior bracha because they're not subordinate to the bread. Meaning like this. Um, um, if they are literally separate to the meal, um, like a dessert, then even if you eat it during the meal, you do need a bracha before them and after them. Interestingly. Um, uh, that's what it says here. Um, okay, so there's actually a bit of that. So to, yeah, I was right. Tosford explains like this. Sorry, that's what I, that's what I learned. Tosford says like this. There's three different types of food here. There's food that is two types of food are brought within the meal. Okay. If it's for the sake of the staple part of the meal... Even if it's not eaten with bread, you say a new, you don't say a new brocha even before, and Birkaramazun covers it. If it's a type of food that is not for the staple food of the meal, like fruit, then um, you bring it, then you eat it, then it needs a brocha before, but not a brocha afterwards. If this food is brought after the meal, so you've already basically said Birkaramazun, like dessert, then you need a brocha before and a brocha afterwards. You don't say that your brocha from the meal covers it. Okay, which is quite obvious, but I'm sure there's a bit to go into here. Okay, um, and that I think is how we paskin, to my knowledge. Um, but nevertheless, regarding dessert, which I think we'll see a bit of this, um, uh, dessert, you possibly, it seems, minag is, is that you say a, a separate brocha, a before brocha on dessert, unless it's cake. Because cake is always satiating, and therefore it's part of the meal. Whereas uh, if it's a shehako, uh, or it's fruit, then you would say separate before brocha on it, because it's considered after the meal, even though you haven't benched, because um, it's something that's not eaten for the staple. Um, but and but the Birkat Amazon covers it. Okay, that's how I think we paskin. Um, the, okay, now it says like this: Shalu et benzoma, right at the end. Shalu um, et benzoma. They asked. Um, yeah, shalu et benzoma. Um, they asked benzoma. Mipnei ma amru. For what reason did the sages say that devarim aboyma chamata suuda betocha suuda that foods that come because of the meal. And they come in the middle of the meal. Einam to in bracha. They don't need a. They don't need a separate bracha. Lolif neivelolachrem. Not before them or after them. What is the reason? Why don't you need a before bracha and after bracha? Amar lahem, because hoyo upat potartam, because the bread discharges them. Right? Since you're saying a bracha on the bread. 
um, that exempts you from the from the bracha on those different foods. If so, if bread is the, such a powerful thing that it it covers those brachot or those other foods, why should bread not cover um, wine? Meaning bread covers everything. So why do we not say a separate... If you had a meal and you had bread and then after bread you had wine, bread should cover it. Yeah. Yet we say a separate brach on the wine. So the Gemara says, Shani yayin. Wine is different. Why? The next page. The goyrem bracha la'atzmo. Because wine causes a bracha for itself. What does that mean? Uh, it means that is so many times where we make a bracha on wine even though we don't need the wine there. For example, Kiddush. Kiddush, you don't have to have wine. You say Kiddush, but we, we beautify the mitzvah by having it with wine. At a, at a, at a, and a chuppah, we say it with wine. At Havdalah, we say wine. We like force a bracha out of wine. So you see that it's something so important and in other contexts we say a bracha even though we don't have to. Therefore, when it comes to bread, even though you don't have to, even though you shouldn't have to because the bread should cover it, nevertheless, wine causes us to have a brocha. Okay, let's try move quickly. So, Ravuna, now we're going into this, this din of Parababa Kisnin, which is a very complicated din, but basically it refers to bread, bread-like stuff that is similar to bread, but it's eaten as a snack and not eaten as a staple meal. Um, if you eat enough of it as a staple meal, then you have to vas and bench. Um, if you don't, then you just say, Boreminam is not an alamechia. Ravuna achal tleisa rifti. Ravuna, he ate uh, 13 uh, kisnim breads. Benay tlata tlata bakaba. And each of these breads had three kabim in it, meaning he had a huge amount of bread, a massive amount. No, so this bread was not proper bread, it was part of a kisnin. It was like pastry kind of stuff. Velo barech, and he didn't say a brocha afterwards. He didn't do birkanamazan after. So we, I just told you that if you have so much part of a kisnin that you need to, that you covey a sud over it, you, you fix a meal over it, you should say birkanamazan after it. So Amalai Rav Nachman, Rav Nachman said to him, Adi Kafna, but you ate these these breads, Parababakisnin, to satisfy hunger, not just to be a snack. So Ella Koshachem Kovimalav Suda Tarek Lavarech. Oh, even though you have such a massive appetite and you ate thirteen loaves of this uh Parababakisnin, people don't have an appetite like you, and you actually go according to what people normally eat, not what you normally eat. And if you eat this amount of Padva Kisnin, for you it's only a snack, but for normal people it's a, it's a, a meal's amount. Therefore, Tarekh Levarech, you should have made an afterbrocha for it. So that's just the thing. So for example, pizza. There's a discussion if pizza is a Padva Kisnin. So if for you, you have a massive appetite, so you eat a whole pizza. Yeah. And even if you have three slices of pizza, it's, it's, it's a snack for you. It's not a proper meal. But Generally, people have three slices of pizza or even two slices of pizza, and that's a meal. Therefore, even for you, you'd have to uh, say Bikaramazon after the pizza, even though for you it was a snack. Okay, now another case regarding kissing bread. 
Rav Yudah have asik lebrei bei Rav Yudah bar Chaviva. Rav Yudah was arranging the marriage of his son to the daughter of Rav Yudah bar Chaviva. I too lekamayu patabob kisnin, and they brought before him this this uh, snack bread. Kiata when Rav Yudah came, shmainu dekam varchei amoitzi. He heard the people saying amoitzi over the snack bread. Amalahu, he said to them, My tzitzi de kashamana, what's this tzitzi? Tzitzi. What's the sound that I'm hearing? Tzitzi. And what's it? Hamoitzi. He's saying, What's the sound I hear of hamoitzi being said over this bread? Did it? you really say hamoitzi lechiminar? It's over the snack bread. It's patababakisnin. You shouldn't say hamoitzi over snack bread. Amrilay, so they said to him, In, yes, we did say hamoitzi. Why do we say Amoitzi? The Tanya says in the Brisa, Rabbi Mona Amar Mishum Rabbi Yehuda, Rabbi Moina reported in the name of Rabbi Yehuda, Patababakisnin, bread that comes in this kisnin, which there's a three way discussion as to what is Patababakisnin. Is it crisp bread? Is it bread that's filled by some type of filling, like a pa? Um, is it uh, bread where the ingredients, the, it's not made with water but fruit juice? So those are three different ways of understanding public kissing. But regardless of this, whatever type it was, we if it's part of a kissing, mavarchin alea moitzi. In the in the case of bread of part of a kissing, you say hamoitzi over it. You hear that? So this case of uh, in the name of Rabbi Yehuda, he says you do say hamoitzi over part of a kissing. Va'ama Shmuel and Shmuel says halacha k'rabi moina, halacha zak rabi moina. So it seems that's why we make hamotzi over this crisp bread. Amalahu, Rabbi Rabbi Yudah said to him, "Ain't alocha k'rabi moina itmar." No, you're mistaken. Shmuel said the alocha is not like Rabbi Moina, not that the alocha is like Rabbi Moina. Therefore, you wouldn't say hamotzi on it. Amrilei, but they said to Rabbi Yudah, "Vahamar, you mar master," meaning you, you Rabbi Yudah, the Amar Mishmei the Shmuel didn't you say lachmaniot ma'arvin behem that you can make an eruv. An Erev is, you know, with an Erev when you carry on Shabbos, right? So you carry on Shabbos, right? You need to build an Erev. Mm-hmm. Now, an Erev is, what you actually build is a, a boundary, and there's in, within that boundary is an Erev. An Erev means a meal. So there's actually, an, the word Erev doesn't mean the structure, it actually means the food that becomes a communal meal. So everybody within that halakhic structure that makes those all the houses join in as one you there's actually somewhere i'm not sure where it is it used to at some point sometimes be in raftanda's office uh the they they, they the bed then takes a meal and puts some bread or matzah there generally matzah and it's actually accessible for everybody to have um and that's what an arab now you have to make an arab of a meal and yet we see here that shmuel holds Lachmaniot, which are these types of, uh, Lachmaniot is literally a roll, but they type of these padabakisnin, uh, you can make an Erev with it. So it must be, Shmuel holds, that if you can make an Erev with it, it must be a proper meal. It must be bread. So sh- And therefore you should tie mozi over it. So Shmuel says, mozi. And you make a broch over that Erev of a mozi. So the Gemara says, Shani hatam, no, true. They they special bread, they part of a bakistin, but why can you make an Arab of it? Because Shani Hatam is different there, the Kava Sudata Alayu. Because that Arab we make a Suda over it. 
So it's enough padavakishnin to constitute a meal. And if there's enough padavakishnin to constitute a meal, you say hamotzi and you say bekaramazon of it. So if you're going to have two or three slices of pizza, you must say hamotzi over it because that's a meal, even though one slice is a snack. Um, but if you don't make a meal over this padavakishnin, you don't say hamotzi and bekaramazon law. Okay. Now, another point, uh, when we're going to discuss here is when is a meal considered finished? Like that now you have to say a new brocha if new food comes your way. Like you've ended the meal, yeah. Yeah, um, it seems you haven't benched, because otherwise that's for sure the end of the meal. Uh-huh. But, and some more food arrives, you have to, you don't, you say a new bracha on the new food. So that's the speed. Rapapa Iklilabairabuna Bereder of Natan. Rapapa visited Omaravuna, the son of Ranatan, Batar de Gamar Um Batar de Gamar Um of Tudatayu after they finished their meal. Aitu Lakamayu Midi Lamechal. so Rapapa visited Omaravuna and after they finished the meal, they brought before him something else to me eat, right? So they finished their meal, but then they brought him some more. Shakal Rav Papa Vakaachil. Rav Papa, who was uh, the guest, he took the food and he ate some more without saying a new brocha, even though the meal seemed to be finished. Amri Lay, they said to Rav Papa, Lo Savar Lamar, use Mar, Master, not hold, Gamar Asu Melecho. Once you've finished the meal, you can't eat except if you say another brocha. Amalahu silik itmar. No, it doesn't say you end a meal. It says you remove the bread from the table. Once you remove the food from the meal, that's what ends the meal. Not when you just finish the meal. As long as there's food still at the table, or in the old days they used to bring a, literally a table in front of you, as long as that table hasn't been removed, your meal hasn't finished. Um, now, a case, Rava, Varabi Zaira. Uh, so Rav and Rabbi Zaira visited the home of Reish Guluta, and it seems they ate their meal in different rooms. After the servants removed the table from these guests at the Reish Guluta's home, they Reish Guluta. The Reish Guluta, um, he sent another portion of food to the room where they, his guests were eating. Um, now they had finished the meal and the table was even removed. Rova Achil, Rova ate it for Rabbi Zerul Achil, but Rabbi Zerul didn't eat it because the meal had ended. Amalai Rabbi Zerul said to Rava, Lo Savar Lamar Silek Asur Melecho. Doesn't master hold that once you remove the food or the table from before you, the meal's ended? Amalai Anan Ataka Deresh Guluta Samchinen. We're dependent on the table of the Reish Guluta, meaning. Our intention is dependent on him. So we don't know when he's finished the meal. Even if they've taken away the table, there's still a possibility that as a guest in somebody's house, they'll bring you more food. If it's your own house, you know there's no more food, or you know you're not going to bring more food. Mm-hmm. But as a guest, there might be more food. And in that way, you, uh, you can't, then there's always an op- option of having of, of the meal not being ended, even if they remove the table. So, so far we've seen two things. What could constitute as ending a meal. One is ending the meal, which we say um, it's not necessarily. And the other option is uh, if you remove the table. So basically, if you remove the table, 
um, it ends the meal. But not if you're a guest at somebody's house. Because then it could be that there's more food. We're going to stop here because it's Mariv now at uh, Kolo. But there, we not, we, there's, we, next time we're going to finish the sugya um, because we actually don't hold like that. We hold that what ends the meal is my machronim. That's what halachically ends the meal. So until that point, um, the meal hasn't ended. Okay, shkoch Thanks for joining. Have a great night, everybody.